Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw. I'm here with a familiar face if you've been watching our videos, Stacy Small of Elite Travel International. And we should uh, make a little amend there because he's also created a new company now called Elite Travel Club. And this is what this is all about. Now, you may have seen Stacy. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, I, I've been working with Stacy for a long time over the years. Uh, we, we have a long history together. Uh, I was there when she first became a travel advisor. And uh, I'm here now when she's doing some innovative things. Uh, we, we interviewed her last year, uh, talking about how she had changed her, her model and what she had done during the pandemic. And now here we are again in 2022. And here's another change that is adjusting to the conditions that we have now. And it's a, a new model that uh, Stacy hopes will work for. And we're gonna find out all about it and all about what Stacy's doing on Insider Travel. Now, Stacy, first of all, I, I did a little preview there, but let's just talk in brief, because we did talk about that in, in the last video we did together, in, in, which indeed was one of our top videos of the year. So congratulations on that. A lot of people were interested in, in, in what you're doing and how you've, you've grown as a travel advisor. But let's kind of quickly review your career as a travel advisor. I believe you started in what, 2005, I think? Yes, it was after writing a bunch of articles for Agent at Home when I realized that my dream of kind of working from home and selling what I knew, which after many years of writing about travel, which you know, gave me an opportunity to sign on with travel experts. And that was back in 2005. And then, and then you, you, you sort of grew your agency, you moved, you, you, you went to different hosts and you were always affiliated with Virtuoso and you, you started to grow your agency, right? Yeah, what happened is people saw what I was doing and they wanted to do it as well. So by 2019, I had gone from just me to 30 independent contractors. I had tried for a few years having my own IATA and what I'm not good at as a journalist was things like accounting and math and paperwork and I wanted to stay focused on my clients and my IC. So I did realize that I preferred to sort of be a sub host under a larger agency and give my clients a better platform with support. And so I did that in 2019 was our, our best year revenue wise, 30 right. people, almost $20 million in sales. And then took a deep breath in March, like everybody, March, 2020. Now we're talking about, and just had an epiphany that what I wanted to do was really go back to what I did best and really enjoyed. And that was what led me to make a call to Susan Farrell and say, can I come back to travel experts and just go back to focusing on my clients and growing right. my business. And, you know, my ICs had a lot of experience at this point. A lot of them have my former playbook as I guided them and taught them a lot of what I had learned. And they're with different agencies or have their own, but like the whole industry, everybody kind of went their own way for a while and has had to readjust and make their own decisions on where to land. Yeah. So you, you basically, you kind of, you would upside, you were up to 30 ICs and then basically said, no, I want to go back to just being an IC with a, with, with, uh, with a host, not, not even a hosted host. Uh, yeah. but, but so, so then you basically, it's just you and, and everybody else went their separate ways and, and ended up in different, different host agencies, I assume. Uh, yeah. but you were focused and you would also obviously by this time had moved out to Hawaii and made a decision to stay out there. Uh, so, so, so there you are. So the past two years, that's what you've been doing. You've been an IC, but then uh, the, why we're here today is, is yeah. you just changed the model a bit again, and you've yeah. created what you call Elite Travel Club. 
Um, you know, I mean, tell us a little bit about that and, and how you came to that decision. Yeah, so Elite Travel International started as me, my brand, and my clients knew me as that. And as it grew, it meant hiring people and having people work for me. What I realized is, is that I really love working with my clients one-on-one, -on -one, start to finish, managing pretty much every detail of their trip, and also getting to know them and their families. And I have clients whose honeymoons I did 10 years ago that now have two or three kids. And if I had all those people working with me, I couldn't focus 100% on my clients. So that coupled with the fact that I kept hearing about like this concierge medicine model and knowing the high-end clients like to pay for services where they build relationships and studying other industries, not just looking at the travel industry, but seeing what's working in other industries is, I think what sparked my, it was a little scary because I didn't know people were going to say yes right away, but I had this kind of idea back in August and I wanted to send out my first sort of teaser email to my clients that I thought would catch on and be interested. And you know, some of them signed on right away. Some took a month or two, but I also the last few weeks had clients saying, oh, I hope you still have a space for me. We've been busy, but we for sure want to still be in your book. And I never really set a limit of how, no, how many people. It was more about who, who's going to join, right. what's my bandwidth, how many people per family. And the focus is really having my clients pay for my services in advance, which after 2021, it didn't work to just be charging $500 per trip fees for absolutely everybody who wanted to book a trip through me. Right. And we were all in reactive mode, you know, wanting more clients, wanting more business, trying to make up for 2020. And I just started to feel exhausted and spread too thin again. So I just brought it back to who do I really want to work with and who do I think values me enough and knows me and what I do for them to pay me for my services. And that's what led me to do this. And I created and now, a so, so, I mean, I don't know if you want to tell me exactly, exactly the fee that you charge, but uh, because that's probably a little proprietary, but uh, I mean, we're not, we're not talking $500. We're talking a lot more than that. My starting membership, which is really designed for like a small family or a couple is 5,000. So my entry fee is 5,000. I have a no limits membership more for the client that travels with a lot of family and friends and wants no fees additional just is 12, five. And then there's two, there's a corporate tier and one more in between. And I gave them all Hawaiian names to kind of make them fun and to make this much different than just another like club. So it's with a multi-tiered system, right? For your fees, right? I give clients four different, yeah, choices. There's one that's geared if they're more of a business and a leisure traveler, just a business traveler, or gonna be traveling with a lot of people. So yeah, right. the, the fee ranges and I, I, you know, it's been great. And I can tell you that it doubled my income for 2021 over a couple of months. Right. So, now, yeah. yeah but so how many, how many clients do you roughly serve right now? I mean, I, again, I haven't really been counting numbers because some are now inviting, you know, their family. My right. no limits membership can include, you know, up to a family of 20. So I, I just want to monitor it and keep my baseline membership to the point where it never puts me where I can't be available to the clients that need me. But I have all my favorite clients signed right on. A couple surprised me and signed on. A couple I hadn't heard from in a few years reached out. And now I am only going to work with paying members. Right. So I have a couple of clients I need to follow up with that we're thinking about it. A few that I think will reach out, but I'm good. You know, I'm busy and I love waking up in the morning, checking my email because I'm only getting texts, emails and calls now from so you, hey, so you did not, you didn't have a lot of resistance to this. I mean, a lot of uh, travel advisors, and I think you, you may have been among them way back when, when you were thinking about charging fees and, and there still was that resistance. 
and this dates from a long time ago when you and I were both a travel agent magazine writing stories about fees and 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 people were very resistant to fees and now you're you're talking membership fees with well different I really got going with my my client base and it's a lot of tech in Bay Area is in 2010, they all were, you know, they could all book their travel themselves if they wanted. They didn't know me and know what I, you know, could do for them at this point. So I didn't feel right charging $100 transaction fees and losing the business to an online booking. So I really just went the route of I'm making enough money on commissions and had built up my business that I didn't want to nickel and dime my clients. And then this year it was tricky because a lot of my longtime clients needed me and wanted me to plan trips. And I did say to them, I've started charging a $500 per trip fee. And I did ask a few of them, it was kind of an informal focus group, would you be willing to pay me if I move forward? And it was like, of course, how much? You know, and that was really nice. There was a few that wanted to hop on the phone and hear a little bit more from me, which I've never had the time to do with them and actually explain what I do behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And the model of me not getting paid three, six, sometimes, you know, a year after we planned their trip, which once they heard that, they're kind of horrified that all these people like, work in the travel industry and don't get paid until sometimes more well, a lot of people don't understand that that you know and that's been a major focus of course in the past yes. couple of years given that that income di dried up revenue revenue dried up and people weren't getting paid if they were on a commission basis uh, yes. if they had some fees you know the, and some suppliers new ones slept stepped to the plate yeah. and started to pay sort of commissions in advance not not many uh, a lot, a few of them. So you yeah. had that kind of thing. So, but you found general acceptance so far with your good clients, the people yes. you like to accept this club fee model, right? Yeah. And they're all like, great. Sounds great. We'd love to be on your list. We want your, your full attention. What I'm realizing now is, wow, like they want to build a relationship with me just as much as I'm interested in building a deeper relationship with them and getting to know more about what they love to do. And one client said, can we schedule a call? I want to like, I want you to help me schedule my vacations. Or I won't take them, you know? So they're paying me $5,000 a year now to be their part of their team. And that's what my clients I know, instead of having their assistants book their travel or trying to do it themselves, they paid me to handle this. So now I'm just essentially a part of their team and right. they're not forgetting to email me and they're not thinking they're bugging me because now I'm, I'm part of their world and which works better for me and for them. And I'm still earning the commissions, which is a beautiful thing. So yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I said, so this is a revenue model where you get your club fee, but you are going to still get commission, obviously, from I the suppliers that you book on, right? Of course. It just eliminates that stress of like wondering when those commissions are going to come in and knowing that's my only form of income. And once I was very transparent and explained that to my clients and what I do and why this makes sense, they've all pretty much... A few surprised me. A few that I didn't know would be the type of client to pay for my services stepped up and said, "Well, I don't want to not work with you." So, well, I mean, they're they're probably used to paying financial advisors and a lot of other people some kind of fee uh, uh, up front and and doctors, lawyers, things like that. Uh, so, yeah. th this shouldn't have been a big surprise. We've been arguing about that for years uh, with travel advisors and travel agencies, and now here we are. Uh, maybe a lot of a lot of people I know. Uh, people charging fees, uh, uh, travel advisors charging fees in the last two years has increased dramatically in the number of consortia that I know uh, because people just had to uh, and they moved into that model. Yeah. And the different, I mean, I was a little afraid too, because most agents you're afraid, you know, they'll say, well, I'll book it through my friend who doesn't charge fees. So there was always that. And 
there's that, it still might be a one-time, I don't want to work with one-time clients anymore. I want to, I want to build the relationships and I want to not be charging them a per trip fee and then maybe never hear from them again. I really only want to work with those that we're both making this commitment and I'm available. My clients can text me nine o'clock on Sunday night if we need to change their flight tomorrow. I love helping my clients. And now that I have the bandwidth to do it and I'm being paid well to do it, it feels a lot more enjoyable. It's circled back to actually really loving what I do. <laughs> now that you're, you're based in Maui, you have a few hours on them. So uh, if they want to do that on the East Coast or West Coast. Well, they start at, you know, 4 a.m. I, I do turn my phone off and I, if I have clients, <laughs> in the last few weeks, I had clients traveling through all this COVID. I didn't put my do not, you know, I'm available if, if clients need me. But I also know how to connect them to somewhere locally where they are. My clients are never going to be stranded or not able to reach me. That's part right. of the big understood. Now, what, what do you think is this kind of the optimum number of clients that you can serve as an individual right now? You used to say a couple hundred for an individual uh, uh, child advisor, but, and you said there's a, a rub in that is that, you know, you work on corporate clients, you're working for clients with families, things like that. So uh, I don't know if there's some number you have in your head that I'm going to stop at that, or at least try to keep it at that, because obviously sometimes you will lose yeah. somebody, but uh, what is it if, if there is one? I don't have a set number. It's honestly, you know, I'm really comfortable where I'm at now and I know I have room to maybe bring on another 10 great clients and then I'm going to need to take a pause and see how much everybody needs me before I move forward. I'm keeping it to, you really need a referral from an existing client to get in this first year and for me to get this going and then and everybody signs a one year, it's basically just a one year commitment with the understanding if it doesn't feel aligned or you're not happy with me and I'm not happy with you, that I'll refund your, your fee. Right. And keeping it pretty simple, no big legalese, no big commitment, but just that we have this understanding that you're going to get my top, you know, attention and priority. So I don't want to spread myself too thin and get to the point right can't do that. And I, I still remember, I think for me, you wrote a column one about once, once upon a time about firing a client. And I'm sure you're still, still in that mode. If, if somebody isn't, you know, somebody you like to work with and you enjoy working with, you can, you can just say, I'm sorry, it's, you're not, I'm not this, the right fit. Right. Well, this kind of weeds that out because I only invited, you know, my, my hit list of, of my first round of invites went to the people that I really have enjoyed working with. And a few new referrals have come in, but they're from people that I enjoy. So they're, usually going to be like-minded, similar, you know, this one's brother-in-law, this one's sister, but they're, I have a lot of clients that fly private and have teams working with them. They're just great people. That's the theme. And I've never forgotten what Bill Fisher told me when I, you had me interview him back in, you know, 1990. I, mean, I was going to mention that because we were talking about these kind of fees are not, it's not something new. I mean, Bill Fisher, yeah. Fisher Travel uh, years ago was charging. I think when we did that story, it was, I don't know, uh, 25, 50,000. And then, you know, more recently, I think it's like a hundred thousand that for his, you know, Hollywood types and things like that. And I think his daughter is carrying on with that, but, uh, but yeah, that. I forgot that you wrote that story. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, well, the difference is, is that I've always worked from home. I don't live in a big city. I don't have overhead so I can spread out my fees amongst my clients and cover my, you know, I don't have to worry about that. Whereas they have a bigger company and lots of people. But Bill said, Stacy, there's a lot of people with money. I, I tried, you know, one, don't, there's a lot of agents booking $99 tickets to Vegas back in the day. And there's a lot of nice people try to have the clients be the nice, nice ones with money. So that's, you know, kind of always stuck with me. That and well, the fact I, I remember, that remember meeting Bill a few times over the years. I, I haven't seen him in years, but, uh, but one. yeah, he, he definitely had a model that people were a little afraid of, but it definitely was the extreme at that time. Uh, yeah. And, you know, 
I, I remember we were we we wrote stories ad nauseum back at Travel Agent Magazine about how you should charge fees and you know yeah. how many times we talked to our friend Bob Jocelyn, the travel the travel consultant. Uh, you know, who was really an advocate for fees, although not quite in the same model as you're, you're doing. I mean, we obviously had, you know, uh, uh, transaction fees versus service fees, and now you have a club fee, which is a little well, different. Well, and I also can tell you that it's a lot different. When I mean, I can send a digital invoice to a client. The minute they say yes, I send them a digital invoice via Square, and they they pay $5,000 immediately. If I had to wait for a check or, you know, send them an invoice, there was a lot of clunkiness involved and it was awkward and asking people to pay you or this is just like, Oh, you want in? Okay, cool. Give me five minutes. I'll send you an invoice. And it's just very easy. And then we move on we get to work. So there's, it avoids no, that's all great. That. The, the immediacy of payment and things like that is very different from when we were, yes. you know, 30 years ago when we were all <laughs> together back in the, now you, you are going to continue to be affiliated with uh, Susan Farrell and travel experts. And I feel happy forever. I, you know, I've tried a bunch of different models. What I've realized is that being on a commission split for me, as my income goes up, so does the amount of money I give to the host. So Susan, to her credit, you know, she's had the same model now since the 80s. And I love knowing what my fixed fees are, basically like renting a desk and, you know, having the platform that I need. It works. They brought on some great support team, but it's a lot of the people that I knew back when I worked there, you know, 10 years ago. So I feel really, you know, grateful that, that they let me kind of come back. And I'm their only IC out in Hawaii, which is kind of fun. And they opened right. a bank account and got a Hawaii seller of travel. We went through all the motions. So to have their support and to be able to, to have that and be the only one out here, it's, it's been a really nice relationship. And my and, clients- And of course, they, they are part of Virtuoso, which is also something I remember years ago that yes. uh, you wanted to be part of Virtuoso. And, and uh, you know, and their model has grown too. I mean, back when yes. we first wrote about travel experts, uh, the original host, I think we used yes. to call them. And in fact, it was before the internet. And, yes. uh, you know, they've grown too. And they're one of the top uh, yeah. travel agencies in the Virtuoso network now. And they make it easy for us. They have an internet, but you know, everything we need is at our fingertips. They have a great support team. When my clients are flying commercial, I like to book my own flights because we have great, we have some good commission contracts and I love kind of getting in Sabre and looking up flights. They have a great support desk because we're the clients at Travel Experts. So there's always somebody I can call. There's always somebody that can help me with an exchange, figure out ticketing. And that's a big, you know, that makes my life a lot more efficient and easy. And my clients think I'm just super smart because I know how to do all this stuff. But meanwhile, you know, I'm paying somebody their $40 behind the scenes to help me work through this complicated ticketing thing. Although, I, although I remember when you first joined Travel Experts and you had to go take the Saber class. And that was- I liked it. <laughs> no, when I look back now, I'm like, thank God I did that. Because some of these business travelers, they're doing these high, you know, $20,000 tickets to London. Uh, we had to cancel and rebook a few times. Everything's, right. you know, refundable but having a, a host that has that support with some very skilled saber agents that are there to support the ICs makes my life easier and better for my clients. Now uh, if you decide to grow your business further and you want to go up beyond the capacity that you have as an individual and you, you've already done this before it's like you know if, if, would you add uh, new ICs that would work with you or assistance or are you pretty much happy where you are right now? I would like not to you know what I what I've realized is that then I've got to always be teaching something and that's you know I did it a lot there's a, like probably a hundred ICs that I spent a lot of time with and gave my you know playbook to but this is my little baby and my new model and my clients 
they want to text me directly. They want to work with me. I have rock stars texting me and, and you know, not to brag, but I have these people get to know me and feel comfortable and they know that I signed an NDA. I keep everything very private, but I also have the skills of a really experienced agent because of, this is what I've been doing for 15 years. So I enjoy just being involved start to finish and my clients seem to enjoy it better and that's what they're paying me for. So, you know, I may bring on a behind the scenes assistant to help with some accounting or some things, but with travel experts being kind of my backbone, I don't really need another human handling. I don't see having anybody touch my clients really other than, than me. Well, they want you, they want you. It's like, they don't want, they don't want somebody else. That's for sure. And they loop in their assistants. So I get to know their entire team. So sometimes I'm working with their people and I, it's just better when there's fewer people involved I've realized at this level and and I really enjoy just doing it kind of start I know everything that's happening every minute of their trip and so I'm a really good fast problem solver which for better or for worse you know is but I can't do that when I've got to be having other people involved so yeah that's the goal is just to keep doing this make a nice living and have some time to to enjoy life absolutely no and that is important and you're in a great place <laughs> to do that uh, uh, now but this is something obviously you probably could have only done now after, you know, spending the time the last 15 years. Yes. It, have, it wouldn't have been something you would have done when you first started out. Would... I, you know, I needed to prove myself. You know, I went from being a journalist overnight to, to saying I sell travel now and I had to spend the first 10 years kind of proving myself. And yeah, that's the difference is that I have 15 years of experience now. I've worked with all different kinds of clients from, you know, corporate to cruise to extended families. And now what most of my clients have in common is that they have, a lot of them have families, extended families. They do business trips that turn into leisure trips and they've gotten to know me and they know I can handle all of that. So yeah, 10 years ago, no way. And even five years ago, I didn't need well, to do well, it. You know, I, I have to give, give a nod to you because, you know, you have been a pioneer in many, you know, I don't know, for those who don't know, Stacey was one of the first travel advisors to really extensively use uh, social media and, and really be out there. It's, it's one, of the, one of the things she got her, a lot of her clients on. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I still remember being, and we, we've talked about this before, being on the, the bus at a virtuoso symposium <laughs> in Mexico City. And yes. you really talked to me. You were just, you know, I think it was actually a Blackberry you were on. I, I won't say that, but it, it was a Blackberry. It was a Blackberry. And, and you're there busy uh, yes. posting stuff on Twitter or whatever you were doing. And I'm like, because that was the journalist in me. I was telling stories as I was going and that's how I got these clients. So it was fun for me, but I also was in that mode of, oh my God, I want to make money and, and do this for a living. So yeah, I did use it. And now, you know what? I've circled back to Twitter. I have 71,000 followers there. I have a lot of people that I enjoy engaging. I don't get caught up in all the politics and bad news. I use Twitter to post things about that I'm learning about and travel links to articles, you know, videos and also just fun stuff and photos of my dog. But with that big of a platform there, it's kind of silly not to use sure. it. And Absolutely. Instagram, the same thing. So I've just gone back to using the basics and people engage with that. So I guess my final question, or one of my final questions is what, what does the future hold for Elite Travel Club? I mean, uh, are you gonna be happy just to ser serve a specific, your, your best clients? And then um, do you think it's gonna morph into something else or you just don't know yet? I, you know, I have a few things on my docket that I want to do, like create a little members only password protected, you know, where I can put my journalism skills back to use and have some cool content for my clients. But I really, I don't have grand plans right now. I'm kind of, I'm laser focused on making sure I get the right people aligned with what I'm doing and 
just helping them navigate this new world. I spend a lot of my day reading what's going on, who's got the new rules. So when a client throws that at me, I feel informed and I need the time in the day to do that and to balance that. And also building relationships with suppliers, getting back to, I chatted yesterday with Richard Liebowitz, who's now a share care. Oh yeah, so, I know. I, you know, I, lo I love learning things I don't know. So I want to have the time to be able to do both and focus on my clients, focus on learning new things from suppliers that'll help my clients. So I don't know, your guess is as good as mine. I, I'm going to split my time between Maui and the Bay Area going forward, get to see clients in person and take it day by day. Like I do life these days and not have a grand plan because that's usually not how things end up going and just try to stay healthy through all this. Well, well taking it day by day in, in Maui and uh, San Francisco <laughs> area is not too bad. So I think you've got, and then you'll, I'm sure you'll be traveling when, when a, a little bit more once things get a little better out there in the market. Uh, I guess my final question is, what is your advice to your fellow travel advisors? Is this revenue model, the club, is it something they might want to consider, especially since the old commission model really, because of this last two years, seems inadequate at best in the current environment? Yeah. Would you recommend this? You know, I think it's a really personal decision based on your relationship with your clients. I would tell people to not be afraid to do what they think might work for them and not be worried that they're hopping off the train that a lot of people are on or having to get to a certain revenue or be bigger. I think you really have to be willing to take some risks and do what feels right. So if you have a very loyal, you know, base of clients and feel like you can charge them a fee, then don't be afraid to try it. I really didn't know. I was a little nervous when I sent out the first round of invoice, you know, and invites. And one of my best clients wrote back right away, I'm in. What do you need? He signed up for the top tier and that just gave me the confidence. Wow, I'm on the right track here. So I think it's a personal decision, but you know, maybe do some version of it or increase your fees. I just found my clients weren't going to want to be charged cancellation fees and $500 per trip. And it's annoying to have to keep track. Did I charge them? Did I not? Right. So yeah, that's my advice is don't, don't feel like you have to do what everybody else is doing. Do what's going to work for you and your clients and work. Absolutely. Well, Stacey, I want to thank you for taking the time once again. Maybe this will be a top video for next year. We'll see what happens. As always, it's, it's great to chat with you. And uh, you and I have been <laughs> hanging around this industry for a little while now. And Long it's always uh, interesting <laughs> to talk with you about uh, what innovations you're you're doing with your agency and uh again good luck with this uh new elite travel club it sounds like you're already doing very well and you've got a lot of great future ahead of you and uh, hopefully we'll chat again soon thank you so much james talk soon thank you i'm james Schillinglaw, and this is insider travel report